It's like that. It's like that. Let's go, Diego boys. Diego boys. Boys. Halloween. Not Halloween edition. Not. Halloween. No. No thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I am historically. I. I'm anti-Halloween. Because don't we get enough Star Wars during the year? And then we want to. We gotta get dress up. I mean, and then we have to have the the mainstream candy media. Guess what? That doesn't help with you working out. Big candy. Um, have you ever seen somebody that's swole that's um, just chomping on the bit on some Laffy Taffy in between sets? No, no, kids, whatever. Hundred grand the candy, more like hundred grand the weight. Why don't you squat down and throw that candy in the garbage? All right, because Snickers bars, more like. Barbells. Yeah, you know what you should do instead of those two Twix? Twix your hands up and do some bicep curls. Next time you think about having two Twix, why do you think about doing two tricks? Push-ups and sit-ups. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, Saferg podcast, Saferg yeah. podcast. And then, oh, oh. I saved it. I saved you it. You did save it. You did save it. Now, Josh, you and your domicile, you're in a well, I actually don't know this or not. You were in a pretty heavy, again. you were in a pretty heavy trick or treater area, right? I never get yeah, trick or treaters. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we definitely. I mean, we are a block away from elementary school and stuff. So, there's, yeah, there's plenty of children afoot. No, I'm just now thinking about it. No Star Wars costumes. I didn't see a single Star Wars costume. Saw a lot I... of Spider Man. And like a I Batman. A of, I saw a lot of Batman outfits. I saw one Fortnite person. I didn't know wow. what it was. You know that. I you know that. You know that. My it's neighbor like knew it. So um, I saw a couple of people dressed as like um, TikTok. And... You would hate Fortnite. You, yeah. I mean, well, you would specifically. That is true. But no, that no. I'm, it's, it's just dawning on me now that I didn't see a single Star Wars costume last night. And. That ties into um, eagle-eared listeners, longtime fans of the show may remember around this time last year while we were recording, I observed that uh, I had new neighbors catty corner across the intersection from me that that put up a giant Darth Vader inflatable, and they were blowing it up while uh, we were recording, and I mentioned that, and I finally uh, met those neighbors, and they did very quickly explain that they... Had never seen Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> and do not care. Darth Vader just looks cool. <laughs> Update I found out I'm related to them. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's also not a big year for Star Wars, right? Like, I feel like a lot of Halloween is whatever the parents are doing. So I, I recommended to um, this person that. She get her nephews to dress up in um, FBI costumes, like like they're raiding Mar-a-Lago. That's a topical um, costume. Although I don't, I don't know if a lot of there were a lot of FBI agents, FBI children. I doubt there would be. Um, but no, I think yeah, you are uh, overestimating the amount of parents that are deciding what their children's costumes are for them. 
Oh, okay. So there's some um, autonomy for children now. Hmm. I mean, it's 2022. Did you, did you hear that, Mom? Maybe I didn't have to dress up as a box when I was six. Oh, what? Teen. We owned a box factory? Cool. Do you think the, the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hershey, they just make their kids dress up as Hershey, um, Hershey chocolate bars? Probably. They probably have that costume, too. But that's not a great example. Okay? You think George Lucas is making his son Jet Lucas dress up like Zet Ducasa or whatever? No way. No way. And boy, do I have some names for you for this episode. Oh, I love when we read lists of names. Yeah, I have I have names and I've got names from our This Week in Star Wars, too. Our segment where we talk about did we Star Wars or not? And I'm the glad is, that... I did. Oh, boy. I'm glad that you've got names because last week we were off to the races because the episode was called Announcement and we had several announcements. You know, the main one, Pete's Dead Meat. It was a big announcement. This week is called Narcana 5. I got nothing for that. Narcana 5. But that's yeah, I'll fine. call it what I want to call it. Well, here's here is here's one thing I want to posit to you, okay? So I dare you. And yeah, you know what? We'll we'll I do freaking this. dare you. We'll, I we'll, freaking dare we'll you. Do, we'll do that. If you, you couldn't be a named if you couldn't be a named character in this show. Right. Um, what what character would you like to be? Because I have a character here who I think it would be the character I would want. If I could or I couldn't. You have to be an unnamed character. An unnamed character. An unnamed character. So, like, for example, there's the Slenderman guy. Yeah. You could, yeah. You could be him, for example. Horrifying no, Slenderman guy. I'd be the big guy. Or you could be the big guy. You could be the big guy. Yeah, I'd be but here's a new character, and here's who I would be. Um, there's a character in this episode, Narkina 5, episode 8 of Andor. Um, their name is, quote, Voice of God. And I've always, I have a God complex. So mm. that kind of just kind of encapsulates what I go for in terms of my personality. So I would 100% get on, on board with this. You seem like a box guard left kind of guy. Mm, mm. Yeah, you seem like a box guard left kind of guy for sure. I'm the big guy. Oh, Olaf? No, I'm the big guy. Ham? No, see, Jim, you seem to misunderstand Jim-Bok, your Dagu, own question. Zol, Remember how you made a whole point of saying unnamed character? And now you're telling me all these names. So I guess I'm not sure what you didn't understand about your own question. Well, I trick-or-treated at Clown Town, so you'll have to forgive uh, me. It shows. So, so here's what I... Well, Josh, first, did you do any Star Wars thing? Yeah, I was thinking about the answer to that question before we started recording, and I thought the answer was no, and then I remembered I watched an uh, entire Star Wars series. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, okay, here's, here's, here's what we'll talk about. So... We are going to do an episode Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, we're at some gonna... point. At some point in the future, we'll probably record it. Bef- I've, I will. We'll talk off pod um, about when we're going to record that. My question to you: So, Tales of the Jedi came out. Mm-hmm. They're like 13, 19 minute sh- um, episodes, six episodes longer than I thought they'd be. Um, the episodes three, three Dooku, three Ahsoka episodes. Yes. And my question to you is: So it goes. The structure of the episodes is episode one is Ahsoka, episode two is Dooku. 
Then it goes Dooku Dooku. No, it goes it's Ahsoka, Ahsoka Dooku 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 Ahsoka Ahsoka. Yes, I think that's right. Yes. Now, did, did you watch it sequentially, or did you watch it based on the character? No, I watched it sequentially. Interesting. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I watched it based on the character. Oh, what a weirdo. Yeah, I I just went through, and I and I also I went through the Dooku stuff first. Mm. So I watched um, I watched two, three, four, um, and then I then I I didn't also I also didn't watch in one sitting. So I watched that, let that kind of message sink in, and then I watched it. What um, did you think that there was a rhyme or reason to the sequence? I I particularly yeah, didn't in, feel that. There's an order. Like of when the events the order occurred. of time? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so bad. It's like, wow. huh, this is weird. Wow. Why is this like this? So maybe uh, um, we're going to kick what? that episode about Tales of the Jedi a little further down the road than we thought while um, Pete uh, reassesses. That's, that's, okay. I have so many questions, but we, we can save it for that episode. So yeah, so... We both watched Tales of the Jedi. Um, I think I'm po- I'm super positive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be really cool to to cover for sure. Oh, for and sure. It's one of these examples. Not and we'll, this is just a brief kind of. It I, we call it a, a teaser, um, in an in industry speak. This is an example of them overriding a book because you talk all the time about the comics and how. You know, nothing's really sacred in the comics because if they want something, they'll just write over it. And that's what they did in this show. Um, mm-hmm. Not 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 hugely blatant, but yeah, because I I don't remember the all the proper nouns in the Ahsoka book property. Ahsoka book has already essentially been written over, has definitely been written over. It has been written over by Clone Wars, the last season of Clone Wars that went straight to Disney Plus, rewrote sections of that book already. Um, but I do wonder because there's, yeah, obviously a very similar confrontation happens in that book, but I wonder if the names are different and it's like a different planet and different friends. It's like, well, it could have happened twice. <laughs> um, well, the confrontation was different because mm-hmm. the confrontation was, uh, very distinct and it was a highlight of the great. Book. Yeah. Oh, in the book, I'm talking about the show. Yeah. 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 In, the, in the show, I, I enjoyed it in the show as well, but mm-hmm. it explained parts of rebels that, um, nobody was asking except for those that are big Tano boys like myself. But, Where'd Sabine you know. get all that spray paint? You find <laughs> out. <laughs> there was a deal at Staples. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that. All right. I'm. 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 I'm interested to have that conversation. Well. Yeah. I think we're gonna have a very good uh conversation about that. And I, because we had previously talked about, oh, are we gonna do all six? Are we gonna do three and three? I think we should. I'm game to do multiple episodes on that if if we finally need to. I think we should talk about all of them at once because I think it's two like the fact that they paired these two characters together and the fact that they kind of have their journeys or they they display portions of their journey in in parallel um i feel like that's part of it i feel like that's part of something that that show is trying to say or show so i'm and i haven't i haven't done my own you know mental deep dive intellectual deep dive into what that might be but i think it is really interesting that these two characters and these moments in those characters lives were 
shared with the audience um, through the same venue. Or, uh, so, I, yeah, I definitely am, am excited to talk about it. And I did really like it. And the animation continues to be incredible. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it's also... Uh, people will make a, a knock on it of like, what's the next thing? What's the next Star Wars that's coming up? And just enjoy this while you have it, right? The animation on this, the characters, the voice acting, all of it's I mean, we're all going to be dead one day, so, like, take it in. Yeah. Did you hear that, listener? <laughs> Mom? <laughs> I'm going to be dead one day. <laughs> and you need to appreciate me. Well, so, I did a little bit... Did you do any more Star Wars thing? I've actually... We've talked about the Star Wars thing I've done. Um, I'm doing... A little bit more on top of that. Oh right, right, right. No, that's the only Star Warsing I did. There are no new Star Wars comic books this week, so yeah, just Tales of the Jedi. But I had a, I, I had a great time with it, and it, it was a, it was a significant <laughs> event during the week. I very much was looking forward to it, and was not disappointed. Well, so I am currently going through the new High Republic book. The High Republic Path of Deceit, which is a duo book by um, Justina Ireland and Tessa Granton. And this book, um, I'm only like 50 pages through, but, and this is like so kind of in the weeds, so I don't even consider it a spoiler. Um, it explains the race of Martian, of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Mm. So well, we now they've already kind of done that okay well i now officially know that marsha marsha marsha's species name is the everini Mm -hmm. which is so 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 that's what that's that's what um i've i've recently learned it's gonna probably explain some cataclysmic event that happens to marsha 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 um yeah trussell did a a two issue book eye of the storm that that kind of goes over marsha marsha marsha's uh origin story collected in the third volume of the high republic marvel comic that's like five issues of kevin scott's book and then those two issues of eye of the storm uh which is they're really good couple of issues i really enjoyed that very mini mini series yeah and if you're a fan of more proper names like Zala McCree and Kevmo Zinc. Buckle up and read this book. Path of Deceit, Star Wars High Republic. So we'll, I don't know if we'll dedicate a whole episode to this, but um, we can, we, we can talk about it at, at another point. So why don't we get into Narkina five? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> If you say so. All right. Look, so, this show is the best show. This show rules. This episode freaking ruled. This show I, rules. This is the I best really show. did not enjoy this episode. Well, yeah, you're not the only one. I, I don't. I haven't looked at anyone else's opinion of anything Star Wars. If it's not you or Ms. Columbo or like a friend I'm seeing in person and they're telling you about the show, like I'm not going online looking at other people's opinions. But I was on a site and they had a pop-up for review of this episode and I did see that it was not that well received. Which is, I mean, I it's, get it, but I, dude, 
because it's i would i would be the first to say the best two episodes of the show are episode three and episode six where just the tension goes through the roof and it's you know there's more action and stuff but for whatever reason it's this episode and the last episode the seven and eight that have really solidified the show for me as like what i think is the best uh live action star wars streaming content i just think this episode went a little too, little too dark it's very dark yeah it's very dark it, um, it's very dark um there's and the parts that were supposed to be funny like cyril um being like he, him using his job to file report after report to get mm-hmm. the um isb's attention you know that was that was a little interesting but um no this episode's super depressing um but see to it's a, it's it's bleak is bleak for sure but to me like nothing in this episode felt like i mean we talked previously like i get it star wars doesn't have to be like totally sexless but there are like sexual elements in previous episodes of the show that felt like they were just sort of crammed in there to make the show seem grittier or more adult mm-hmm. and i don't think for all the grittier more adult content in this episode none of it felt shoehorned in for this express like it was i didn't feel like this was dark for the sake of being dark i felt like we're just getting i mean this show is just doing such a good job of like this is how an empire rules and this is how rebellion is fomented and just this whole gamification concept of turning all of these incarcerated people against each other so they don't fight the empire and i don't know it's very like you said it's very bleak but I found it very compelling. I thought this episode, like this, if this was it, if it was just a movie that was this and Star Wars wasn't a thing and it was just a sci-fi prison movie. And this just feels like a whole world here. This feels like a whole book in this episode. Uh, Oh yeah. yeah. I loved it. I mean it, and I don't disagree with any of that. I would just say that at certain points, like I feel that there should be a glimmer of hope at certain Mm -hmm. points. Right. And there is literally none. But the Melchie's there. But Melchie's there. Now there's a little, you know, like the sign language. Now sign language is in Star Wars. That was wild. Um, you know, that's that's relatively cool. Um, relatively cool, he says. Interesting. Relatively cool. And then there is another moment where there's some inkling of... Um, a breakup that's going to occur but yeah it's it just it it is um i mean it's rogue one for you i mean this is a prequel to rogue one so it's grittier it's not the typical star wars that you're going to be getting Mm -hmm. so it makes sense and granted that's the issue with this this show which is this isn't the mandalorian where you have one episode arcs this is an arc yeah for sure so this is either the first of a three episode arc or this is the second of a three episode arc. Who knows? But it is um, definitely a I mean, it's and I'm I'm not going to feign ignorance um, with this, but as somebody right, who you actually has, are ignorant. as somebody who is ignorant, who's, you know, been you don't have in, to in the prison system. Um, not a, not as a, an inmate, but visiting. Um, it's just depressing. I mean, it's it it definitely it definitely got that that facet down for sure. Mm-hmm. The 
thing that I want to talk about is in last week's episode, Luthen is like, you have to, you know, twist the knife. You have to have them ramp things up in yeah. order to start a rebellion. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had any idea of the like of the consequence that would happen to. I mean, clearly he didn't think of the consequence that would happen to everybody because we see in a very realistic form, you know, he has six years on his sentence and then they show him, you know, how many days he has. And they're like, do you know the decree? All of our numbers got increased for no reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And he knows that that's his fault. Well, actually he doesn't know what happened because that's something that happens with the prisoners is they're like, Oh, when the outside world finds out what they did about our sentences, they're going to be going crazy. And then Cassian's like, oh, I don't know what he's heard He about. knows. He knows. I don't think that's true. I think he's trying to hide what he knows about the heist that he was a part of. I genuinely don't think he has any idea that prison sentences were raised up. See, yeah, I'm, mm, I don't know, because it's it's pretty... I mean, he knows that Imperial presence has increased because he goes on Ferris mm-hmm. and he has to get out of there really quick. I think it'd be reasonable for him to assume that the upping in security, the upping in people getting taken to prisons has also increased as a result of the Aldhani, Aldhani, um, what, what were they calling it? Massacre. Um, at one sounds point about right. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Agree to disagree. I took it to be kind of, um, I mean, indicative of real life where governments do all kinds of stuff and some of it is loud and gets headlines and people find out about and get outraged about, but plenty of it, we, if we don't look for it, we're not going to find out about it. And I think it was a comment on that. Perhaps. Um, they make a comment on a lot of stuff. Let's talk about um, the comments that they make on cultures. This episode, like 15 year olds marrying for yep. honor, yep. And drink, um, throwing a worm in your drink. Um, which enhances the taste. Um, yeah, that was it. Was it, it's it's interesting. The more and more backstory they're putting into Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. um, and how it's these storylines that you really didn't think you were going to see in Star Wars, right? So. I mean, they're they're playing towards the daughter thinking Mon Mothma's cheating on the husband, Perrin, yeah. with Rich Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, when in fact, you know, it's uh, not at all the case, which is kind of similar to what happens with um, Cassian and his ex-girlfriend that, you know, sparks this whole thing um, starting off. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, we know what happens to my moth, but we don't know what happens to the daughter and what happens to parent, but it's before a... Gullet kills them. Ah, because he knows the truth. Yeah. He does in fact know the truth. Well, why don't we talk about you wanna talk about I, I mean I, I feel like we should focus on the prison the most. Like this this is the thing that was most interesting to me for this. But we we can talk about the ISB. We can let's talk, talk about, about um, our big our big guest star popping up out of nowhere here. Our big guest star, Andy Circus. Oh right, yeah. For I sure. had no idea he was going to be in this. No, I I didn't either. And 
Um, for those listeners in the know, um, Andy Serkis was in Star Wars. What? He, he was Snoke, and he was in Episode Seven. So this is not his first time. This is his first time as us seeing him as a human that we know of. Yes, and he is still Snoke. This is just young Snoke. <laughs> um, does that track? Actually, it could. Of course, it does. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's a, he's a Force cast. Strand cast. Ugh. You th- you uh, feel good correcting me on that? No, I feel bad having to. Um, Ms. Columbo is obviously of the opinion that Andy Circus Snoke Jr. Young Snoke is going to be a big deal because, like, why else are they going to get Andy freaking Circus? Like, he's a big deal. So she has a uh, high expectations for his character going forward. Are we are we talking about bad takes now? Here's my bad take. Okay, so I think Carnage is going to, and this is Cyril, you know, the guy that keeps um flagging Cassie Andor and trying to get into you know get a hunt going. I think he's gonna overstep his authority and get thrown in prison. The same prison that Cassian's at. Yeah, I mean you're right. That is a bad take. Yeah. Um so so just to, to make sure I'm tracking the logic, you're saying that uh my wife saying that Andy Circus is gonna be a big deal was a bad take. I just want to make sure I get it right before I report back to her about you're, that. You're a smart guy, so you can connect the dots. I'm yeah, not going okay. to say that or not say that. Interesting. Yeah, I, Interesting. Um, Andy Serkis is... It, that whole structure, it's so bizarre because it's so brutally efficient. But in so many other areas of the Empire, we know that they suck. Right? Like, they can do all of this, but they can't, like, shoot accurately. Um, it is... It, the, the whole system was super impressive of what is it it's 49 people seven stands and then they compete against those seven tables compete all against each other and then those table those rooms compete against what five or eight other rooms all making material yeah, but we don't actually know that it's effective like we know for the resources they're probably putting into it they're definitely getting their money's worth, but is it effective? Or is it just like brute force gets the job done? No skin off our back, so we just keep doing it this way. Um, I mean, he, he goes three months doing the same thing for a 12-hour shift, which is also crazy. But, I don't know. It is... I mean, it's supposed to. It's supposed to be a dystopia. It's supposed to be something that's horrifying, that spurs you wanting to rebel, and they they do a really good job of that, mm-hmm. um, for sure. What did you think of the actual guest star uh, from Rogue One, Melchi? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of along that line too because Melchi. I mean, I recognize them from his name. He's. I mean, he's on the team, and he's the one. Right that is on the ground that they relay like what he has to do um like when they get to the tower they like radio to melchi and he has to like connect um the lines so that they can um beam up the death star plans or whatever so i mean he played he's he's a named role of all of those troopers that die in rogue one for sure mm-hmm. but yeah i i i agree it's like he, I mean, all of them are so beaten 
and are so you know on edge all the time. So I don't know. It's it's um, I I I I am ha- it, it's cool that he's there. It also makes you know that you know there's gonna be something that's gonna include the two of them escaping, presumably. Um, yeah. But I also have no idea what it is. No, no, me either. I'll be curious to find out. Um, yeah, and it does like the dystopian element of it all and this huge sprawling prison complex and extrapolating out to all of the prisoners in the empire and stuff does really make you also think like, Oh yeah. When that second death star blew up, there was still like so much to be done. Like what is the fate of these people after the battle of Endor? You know, how long is it? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even think think of it as they're building death star pieces. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. Well, I'm not, I don't even mean because of that. I just mean, when the empire falls, what happens to the imperial prison? You know, and what it is that what a, a, a horrible transition I'm sure that is. Like, when do the imperial prison guards abandon their posts and be like, "All right, no, we did lose. They did blow up the Death Star. We have to quit now." Well, well they probably just do those pods because, um, they no, that's the New Republic that has the floating, um, ship that's also a prison. Right, 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 right. Now we have Bill Burr in. Yeah. So we 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 get to Mon Mothma throwing this dinner. And again. again, and she's, you know, trying to have this political debate about security and how um there are people that are having this conversation that the mandate was to protect as if like this mandate's something that everybody voted for, which is interesting to think about of their you know we see episode three blade in totalitarianism but from the perspective of these senators they're still acting as if they have some form of oversight or some form of control over palpatine yeah um but yeah i mean we're clearly gonna see something that happens with the daughter or there's gonna be some situation with the money it is it's so weird how I don't know where they're going with it. I have no idea what they're doing with Mon Mothma. Well, I guess it's I mean the show is all about people being I don't know if you're gonna want to call it radicalized or not, but you know, uh for, for rebellion being fomented in all the kind of small and large ways people are brought toward rebellion. And I do think Mon Mothma still has a ways to go on her journey because her and you know, her and Luthan obviously have very different ideas of what a rebellion looks like. And I think I suspect Mon Mothma's story may see her coming closer to not all the way to Luthan and like Sagarera and that sort of extremism, but clearly at some point she decides no war is what we're doing here. We are going to have to go to battle. Um, We are going to have to, you know, get weapons and blow stuff up. And so I see that I imagine is her trajectory. And as this goes on, because right now she seems very, whoa, whoa, nobody's supposed to get hurt. Nobody's supposed to get killed. Yada, 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 you know? Uh, So I suspect that is where her trajectory lies. What will bring that about in her? We shall see. Clearly, she's never met two tubes because he'd be able to convince her. Yeah, I mean, he convinced me. He didn't even have any dialogue. He never has. Well, he has. He had a little bit of dialogue. Um, in this episode. Yeah. Sure uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, two tubes now. In Rogue One, he did. Mm-hmm. 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 
That's what I thought. Yeah, I was psyched to see two tubes. Yeah. Well, so how did you how did you like um, Sagrera being introduced back again? I loved it, and I loved Forrest Whitaker and um, Stone Skarsgård's playing off of each other, and that whole kind of playing coy about who was responsible for it. That whole exchange was, I thought, really well acted. I'm assuming that he'll have a bigger part to play. I did. I do you. Is the faction that Luthen is trying to convince Saw to cooperate with a known entity to us? No, I only know is that he this guy's a separatist, and then Sagrera, right. you know, joined the rebellion to fight separatists. So he is not down for the cause whatsoever. Right. So this this guy um, Krieger um, is a separatist that is uh, wants to attack a um, energy plant, I think, power station, and needs Sagrera's help. But this is somebody who was on opposite sides of the war, you know, ten years ago, and you know, we as an audience know what that means. He lost his sister to the separatists. He lost his friend. You know, yeah. eventually he loses his planet. So it all makes perfect sense why he has no interest in helping this dude out. But um, Luthen is—I mean, he's a wheel. He he deals. He makes these deals, and he'll probably do some deal, and then Sagrera will betray them in the back end and say, you know, look, looking forward to seeing you again. Although it won't be with Cassian because, you know, Cassian had met him in Rogue One. So those two aren't able to meet. Does he say that they've never met in Rogue One, though? No, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything that, that implies they can't have met. Because there's, you know, famously in Episode 3, uh, Anakin and, and General Grievous make comments that specifically imply that they have never ever seen each other before so all throughout the clone Wars series you keep having these near misses where they're almost seeing each other but they don't see each other because they can't because of the dialogue in episode three or anakin can't see grievous at least i think anakin says that grievous is like shorter than he expected him to be or something now here's a question for you josh so when you see a movie on disney plus right you don't see you see a version of it so, for example, episode A New Hope. I think you, if you watch the Disney Plus version, it has the Dewbacks and the CGI Stormtroopers. I believe when you see it. Yeah, and I believe the Disney Plus version may be a, a newest, a newer version. I know it's got McClunky in it, and it might have some other additions that are like specific to the streaming version. Now, what would you say? Um, and I've already completely lost my train of thought. What would you say about them writing that out? That'd be dumb. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if that would be the something that they would think about doing at some point with Disney Plus. But anyway, anyway, um, I'm I'm just completely rambling. Uh, rambling. Well, I I do have so Star Wars. According to StarWars.com, they're calling the information on this. Um, you want to you want to make a guess what their catchy term is oh, for no. Andor episode Andor episodes? I'll give you three. Hmm. Andor declassified. Okay, it does have Andor in it. 
No. Okay, it does have Andor in it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I'll I'll give you a hint. Okay, so you got two, and we... um, and it starts with an A. Andor A. Analyzed. Yup. Wow. Oh, no. I mean, you could be in marketing. Hmm. So this is an episode. This is um an article by Christine Baver, who does some YouTube work for them too. And yeah, she's uh, she's very busy. Her name pops up a lot in, in Star Wars stuff. She's definitely a, she, she's a busy Star Wars person. Yeah, and the only thing we didn't cover is um, Bix. So uh, at Farrick, Farrick, Farrick. Oh yeah, and her and his buddy mm-hmm. who pops back up again. Yeah, yeah. she tries. She basically um, calls, and um, she's being. Um, basically monitored without realizing by Vel and um, Cinta. Mm-hmm. And then Vel and Cinta are having their own um, relationship issues. Yep. And Cinta, who I didn't think was described as being such a huge rebel, is like, yeah, there's no time for relationships. Um, I'm going to wait and wait and wait, and then I will kill Andor as soon as he gets here. Yeah, which is which is just crazy to think about. Um, it, it's really, it, I mean, again, comparing and contrasting the Empire and the Rebellion, you have, you know, with Carnage and um, and Deirdre, you you have two people who are on the same side who want the same thing, but the, the culture of the Empire being what it is, they can't even be bothered to do something as as straightforward as collaborate they can't you know the, it it's the antithesis of anything they would think to do to help each other out at all and then on the flip side of that you have you know the rebellion and the people in the rebellion who are you know true believers and you have Santa saying you know we we're giving our lives to this cause and our relationship can have whatever's left mm-hmm. and it does speak to like that's how Ewoks beat up a bunch of stormtroopers because they're <laughs> they're living it, they're believing it, and the people that are behind this massive sprawling apparatus are nameless and faceless, and they have all kinds of nefarious and and selfish and self serving goals within the the cogs of that sprawling machine. It's um, I think a very effective compare and contrast. Well, it is also interesting that they're trying to remedy that problem. Um, and they're using that as a, you know, that terrorist attack as an example of how to consolidate authority and get that information. Um, which is something that's similar that happened in, in the U S too, after nine 11, uh, where they started like centralizing all communication. Not that I'm comparing the U S why I am directly comparing the U S to the empire in this situation, but um, why well, I had one other that Vel is somebody that comes from money. Well, yeah, I always knew that she kind of sounded like you. So, thank you. I'm a big Vel guy, so that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but it is. It is. Um, it was interesting to see the the differences between the two of 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 them. Of Cinta is like a true believer, and Vel is somebody that she still has a fallback. She has something like she's in it. Right, for the right yeah. reasons. Because I would say she... I think they're both believers. But yeah, I like you saying. Yeah, she has. There's a net for her. Yeah, 
So it's not like she doesn't have both feet in yet. She hasn't lost everything. Like it, it seems like Cinta clearly has for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, was there something else that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. I mean, I think every episode now I have to comment on it, but I think this episode in particular, we really have to talk about Diego Luna's performance because he brings his first day in that prison when he's learning the ropes and walking around, he's just entirely silent and just in the eyes he brings this like ever increasing sense of just like terror and being overwhelmed at the scope of what his life is about to be. And you can read it on his face and it's devastating. He's so good in this episode. And when you said that, what pops in my head is when they're in that transport vehicle and then it magnetizes and he's stuck. Mm hmm. Right. And that just how horrific that was. And then also he you see him like on the brink of hyperventilating when he's, you know, getting lined up and he sees that there's somebody doing, you know, um, sign language, too. No, I I would I would I would agree for sure. Fantastic. Then the other thing is. So his mom's just going to like blow herself up or something, right? Uh, Yes, but. He'll either get there right as it's happening, or um, it'll be too late, or something. Oh like yeah, that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's going back, but I guess we'll see. Um, no, you're right. He probably will because Bix is still there and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's the only place he knows, and it's just um, they're they're spending too much time on there for sure to not have it. And so, I mean, we have we have a couple areas where there's gonna be further explanation so like bix is gonna be interrogated right Um, so either she's gonna be let go or she's gonna be sent to a prison like everybody else is getting sent to prisons Mm -hmm. um i don't think she'll be executed Maybe maybe she will who knows um so there will be some probably escalation um happening that way and then somehow andor is gonna get out um probably bastan is gonna save him bastan that's great uh, that's that's fantastic yeah well or maybe this um saw stuff is gonna pan out we'll, i hope so we'll to see that yeah i don't know i mean we can't we of... gotta we gotta mention in the uh ever convoluted timeline of when and where does Sagarera get so um, beat up? He is he is certainly worse for wear here, but he is not yet on his respirator. True. So there is True. still a big accident in his future. Yeah, it is the characters that Star Wars chooses to expand upon. Yeah, and it's Ahsoka, Duco, and then just. They love expanding on Saw Gerrera. Like, who would have thought back? I mean, I remember season five of Clone Wars. I remember those episodes. And I never would have imagined I'd ever see Saw Gerrera again. Granted, that Saw Gerrera is not the one. That... Right. Yeah, that's not Forrest Whitaker. But, yeah. I I mean, and, I mean, that that's why. It's because freaking Forrest Whitaker is an incredible actor. He's, like, really interesting in the role. And he makes interesting choices. So he's fun to look or, you know, watch. Uh, yeah, force rules. I mean, if it weren't for him, you wouldn't have Borgullet. 
you wouldn't. You, no, you, you wouldn't. wouldn't. You wouldn't have that specific. If line. it weren't for Forrest Whitaker, I wouldn't have my Blu-ray copy of Rogue One autographed by Forrest Whitaker. Oh yeah, it's this other lady who's also called Leia apparently. Um, who's that? The lady in the gift shop. Oh, that <laughs> she's Leia. Luthen calls her Leia. Um, Leda. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking. Is that at her for, right for now. that's for sure? Spelling, please. L e i d a Leda. Leda. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, never mind. Yeah, there's so many cool people's names. Salman Pak. Who the hell is Salman Pak? Vel Sartha Nurchi. Whoever the hell. Nurchi. Oh, Nurchi's the dad who has the communication tap tower. Uh yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh no no no. <laughs> and then I guess his son hasn't been named yet. I don't know. I mean they named they named uh Torturer. His name's Dr. Gorst. So aye, aye. that's cool. What's Dr. Gorst, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Well, I'll just wait until somebody dresses up as him. The I there's so many there's so many people in this show, which makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it took so many years, right? Like there is there are at least forty people. No, no. Honestly, there might be forty people that are that are in this in this episode. That's not a, that's not an um, overestimation. My gosh, there's so many characters. Well, so we have three episodes left. Yeah. And no. Yeah. Um, We're recording this (laughs) the day before episode nine comes out. But um, yeah, which we we... did for the first episode of this run. And then I was like, never again. And now we've done like three more freaking times. Yeah. Um, That's life for you. And we have two episodes and then the last two episodes are directed by somebody that did episode six, seven, maybe did an announcement, I believe. Seven, yeah. So mm-hmm. I would presume that we're gonna be on this prison for the next two episodes, or you know, prison, and then the heist is like whatever the episode is. That's right, exactly. Because I, in you know, with the heist episode, I distinctly remember thinking, I really hope I don't have to spend three episodes for this to happen, right? But then we did. And the payoff was so incredible. Was and the groundwork for the prison in this first episode, I mean, again, it sounds like a lot of people were kind of in the middle with it, but I 10 out of 10 for this episode. I freaking love this episode. And the groundwork laid out here is so good that I'm like, yeah, let's do another three episode arc here in two weeks from now. Let's, I can't wait to see this explode the way episode three and episode six did. Cause already, I just feel like the tensions and the stakes in that prison are, are so high. So I w- waiting to watch this uh, finally explode is going to be super tense. And uh, yeah, I think if ever Star Wars had potential, give me a tummy ache like Breaking Bad used to do. This could be it. True. True. Well, Josh, do you have any more? I, 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 it's, I mean, we didn't, we haven't talked a ton about it, but I also think that's not a knock on this episode. 
that's a knock on our abilities to podcast. No, Josh. Oh, okay. Well, oh. so we got four episodes left. Um, and I'm 12. <laughs> that's podcasting. So, what was podcast at gmail.com, and we'll see you next week. Bye.